surprising new member of the transfer portal from the Boston College football team will discuss what his departure means on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. I am also the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin, part of the Fan Nation Network. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. On today's show, as I said, we're going to talk transfer portal. We're going to get into the national title game. I want to talk a little bit about my thoughts about that game, and we will go into some news bits about the upcoming game uh, against Georgia Tech and other news from around Boston College. So before the game started on Monday, the big college football national playoff uh, championship, there was big BC news. And I actually didn't get the chance to cover it right away because I was busy watching the game. And that was a surprising one. It was wide receiver CJ Lewis entering the transfer portal. Lewis from um, Cheshire Academy in Connecticut uh, was a graduate student who had one more year of eligibility left. And his his career at Boston College was quite interesting, I thought. He was originally going to be a quarterback. You know, he played in Connecticut. Um, he was, I believe, originally committed to Tennessee, decommitted, came to Boston College uh, as a big 6'3 wide receiver for, for the Eagles, and didn't really play much under Adazio. He had three catches in 2019, but had an explosion in 2020 with 28 catches, five touchdowns, including two highlight reels that I always remember because they were just such big catches. It was the 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 foot catch that he had against Clemson, and then he had a huge one-handed catch against Louisville, both for touchdowns, uh, in big moments for both of those games. Uh, so he get he went you know he had that big year. It was. You know, all of a sudden, everyone's talking about him. It was Zay Flowers and C.J. Lewis, you know, the backup uh, wide receiver, the second wide receiver target for Philip Jakovic. You know, he's big. He can, he can high point the ball. Then 2021 happens. He, you know, starts off the season okay. And then when Phil Jakovic goes down, he, like, basically disappeared. You know, you didn't see much of him. He was doing a lot of run blocking. Dennis Grossell couldn't get him the ball. He ends the year with 11 catches and then gets hurt in November and has surgery on his finger. And now he announces he's in the transfer portal. Now, why would that happen? Now, some of you, I'm sure, are probably worried that this is some sort of uh, indictment on Halfley or this is terrible and blah, blah, blah. I don't, I, I want to kind of frame this for you of on why I think this is what's going on. Okay, so after the 2020 season, in general, was given, you know, that was just like a, a throwaway year. Every player got an extra year of eligibility. Fans, players, we all said, yay, that's great. We get an extra year of Zay Flowers. We get an extra year of Phil Dracovic. There was one group that probably had mixed feelings about that, and that's the coaching staff. Now, on one hand, they probably felt the same way too. Some of their favorite players, they could get an extra year of them. They don't have to worry about um, you know, building up at a position if they have a stalwart that can play there, like Zion Johnson did this year. However, the negative part of this whole equation was that 
you know, teams like Boston College, they go on development plans, right? You bring in a guy. Let's let's go with the wide receiver here. And obviously the, uh, not obviously, the the big name that you're going to want to watch for is Taji Johnson. Built just like, built just like C.J. Lewis. He's 6'3", has had an incredible career already in summer camps, but we haven't seen him play all that much or make big plays. It's It's his time. Now, because of this COVID rule and that fact that C.J. Lewis could come back as a super senior, he, in essence, would block Taji Johnson's progression. Johnson wouldn't be able to play. Now, sure, he could beat him out in camp or whatnot, but here's where you're, where a team like Jeff, ha- a team that is built like Jeff Halfley has, uh, this is where they're kind of stuck. So you have a choice. You can bring back C.J. Lewis. I'm sure Jeff Halfley, I know he's spoken highly of him, thought of him as a great pass catcher, a good block run, uh, blocker on the run game. You know, I'm sure he would have loved to have him back. But if you bring C.J. Lewis back for that extra season, a bonus season basically, you're going to probably lose Taji Johnson because his pathway to starting is blocked. And it's not anything he can do about it. So in a sense... I think the programs have to come up with, they have to make tough decisions. They have to be able to say, okay, you know, CJ, you played for us for four or five years. You know, this is probably not going to be your year again because we have to let the younger guys get their, their moments too. And if you're into watching this team develop, this is what you need to hope for. This is what you need to think. Like, this is good. So, yes, it stinks. I love C.J. Lewis. He was a great player to watch. He was dynamic. He probably would have done really well in this offense. But you need to be able to understand that we need to get this team moving towards the future. Just like I said on yesterday's show, go back and listen, I talked about the transfer portal blocking development of players. This new COVID rule with super seniors does basically the same thing because, as even Jeff Halfley has said, it's like giving you a transfer. So some of these players that, you know, you want, but like, you know, you don't want to risk losing, you're going to have to because you're going to have to lose a C.J. Lewis to keep a Taji Johnson because the numbers are so crazy right now in terms of who can, you know, who's still available, who still has extra eligibility. So I think Jeff Halfley had a lot of tough conversations at the end of the season with some of these players. And so C.J. Lewis was a surprise, but in the end, it makes perfect sense. You're going to see Taji Johnson. He's 6'3", too, as well. Sorry, 6'3", as well. You'll see other players get that chance, whether it's Joseph Griffin, the true freshman that's coming in, or Lewis Bond. Jaden Williams might see a more expanded role. You're going to see these guys jump in and get that opportunity. And if you want to build a team with depth, you have to have that. Taji Johnson's been on the bench after two awesome summers, two years in a row now. He can't do it again. If Jeff Halfley really wants him to be part of this program, and he's as good as we've heard him to be at practice, he needs to be in that raw. He needs to be in that lineup as soon as possible because it's his turn. And good luck to C.J. Lewis. Honestly, it's good to see him get this opportunity, um, and hopefully he'll find. You know, he, there's got to be teams that are going to be interested in him because he's a good player. He's a good locker room presence, and he can do a lot of things for our, our team. So good luck to C.J. It was a pleasure covering you. Now, in a moment, we're going to do the news second, and we'll, we'll do the national title game last. But let's talk a little bit about news. And, you know, what I like to talk about is the Bilt Bar. 
Built Bar is delicious, and they are here to help you with your New Year's resolution. So that means getting fit, eating healthier, and making sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It tastes even better because it's 100% covered in chocolate. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is not worth it. Where's the chocolate? You know where your chocolate is? The Built Bar. It's 100% covered in chocolate. Only 130 calories in most bars, four grams of sugars, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And the best part, they are delicious. I love eating them because they taste so different than all those other protein bars that you probably have tried and thrown in the trash. Now, when you go to Built.com, make sure that you put in promo code LOCK15 to get that deal. When you're at Built.com, check out their their uh, you know their special offerings because they also have some really cool bars that come in here and there that you really are going to want to try out. If it sounds good, it probably is good. So go to Built.com, use promo code um, LOCK15 to get 15% off at Built.com. Hello, Eagles fans. This is AJ Black with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo SCORE and pick at a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Now, some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get that $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. We were just talking about C.J. Lewis. And well, before we get into the news segment, I want to talk about who some of the names are that you're going to want to watch for. And now we said Taji Johnson. He clearly will be someone you're going to watch for. But don't sleep on true freshman Joseph Griffin. Now, Joseph Griffin played for Central Springfield in Massachusetts. He was a four-star recruit, really explosive. Um, a lot of, like, he's going to do things, I think, as a true freshman. So you don't want to block his progress because you want to get him out there as soon as possible. Keep him happy. Get him into the offense. I think he's going to be awesome. So he, Joseph Griffin II is a name you're going to want to watch for. And... You know, his quarterback is coming into the uh, class of 2023 in terms of, um, you know, recruitment right now. So he's William Watson's a name you're going to want to watch for as well. Not sure where Boston College is at with him. He's been kind of quiet about it. And I know that he's getting a lot of interest from Nebraska and some Big Ten schools. But William Watson's a name you're going to want to watch for. Now, in terms of news, news uh, of the day. Let's look at the transfer portal again because there's some new transfer news that you're going to want to know about. Two Boston College players that took a side uh, detour into uh, Fort Collins to follow along with Steve Adazio uh, and entered back into the transfer portal both announced their decisions on Tuesday. Mike Ciafani, a defensive lineman uh, who is from Massachusetts, is going to transfer to Rutgers. Interestingly, he'll be playing against Boston College in the first game of the season. So he's the one you're going to want to watch for. Um, that's good for him. You know, he he transferred pretty quickly after Halfley got there. Um, I don't think he was going to be a fit for the Eagles just based off what they were going to do. Um, and they had other guys that they were pushing in. Um, he's an interior, interior lineman now. He's up to 290. I think he was at like 270 when he was with Boston College and more of an edge guy. But they bulked him up and he's going to be with Rutgers next year. And then I have to give credit to my... Uh, 
co-host of uh, or guest host Mitch Wolf, who nailed this one. Mike Mike Valachi, uh, Mike Matt Valachi, a quarterback with Boston College, who we saw play here a little bit, transferred to Colorado State and is going to transfer to Albany. Mitch nailed this. Um, and, you know, it's <laughs> I feel bad for him. He feels like he's going down. He went from a Power Five school to a G Five school to an FCS school. But if that means that Valachi can play. All the power to him because starting jobs are, are hard and few and far between, especially a guy that's going to be a grad student. He has three years left, which is incredible. <laughs> like, I feel like Matt Valachi has been in, in college football for forever, but he's going to get a chance to play for a while. And, you know, maybe he can establish him himself in the FCS squad levels. So that's good for them. So we saw Hugh Davis go to uh, Louisiana Tech earlier this week, Kobe White, off to James Madison, and a few more. Yeah, our Aaron Boomeri, I think, is one of the few names left, and obviously um, C.J. Lewis, that are still in the portal that haven't found a home yet. Uh, interestingly enough, that's where they're at. And for those, I can't, you know, I feel like a broken record saying this, but I feel like I need to. Boston College has not really been involved with anyone in the transfer portal. Now, interesting uh, little side note here. Uh, in a moment, we're going to talk about uh, the Georgia-Alabama game, but um, Brandon Mar- Marcello of 247 Sports put out his top 25 teams of of 2022 and at number 24 was Boston College. This kind of struck me as interesting because there's been a bunch that came out. 247 themselves had theirs and Boston College was not on it. I saw the Athletic had theirs, Boston College was not on it. But this writer, he's a national writer, picked Boston College in his top 25 and he didn't put NC State on there, which is interesting. I know the the Wolfpack have lost a ton of talent, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They get Devin Leary back, but they lost a bunch of their wide receivers, a lot of their offensive line. Um, but it was interesting to see Boston College get any credit, especially after a six and six 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 and six season. And you know, I know they have all the potential in the world, but as a as a fan, you may think, oh, this team could go really far. They got a lot of, of potential, but they haven't shown it yet. You know, they went six and five in Jeff Halfley's first year. They went six and six last year. They need to show it, I think, before they start to get lots of love in preseason things. But they didn't; they haven't done that yet. So it's interesting to see a, a a national person give that kind of respect to a team that really hasn't done that yet. And I'm still concerned about next year. I'm not 100% sold on where this team could go, like their ceiling is. I'm still going to probably pick them to win nine games. I'll, I'll put that out there now. But there's still some major concerns, especially on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive line. Um, I'm still worried about that. But hey. It's, you know, it's what one day, less than 24 hours before the tw- the the corpse of two- 2021 season has uh, been laid to rest. So it's, you know, starting to look ahead and we haven't really even solidified teams yet. So I don't know how we can make those choices, but that's what the fun of talking about college football 365 days a year is. On tonight, excuse me, at 9 p.m., if you want to stay up, Boston College basketball will return home to play in front of the Sickos at 9 p.m. against Georgia Tech. Now, this is one of those games, again, we saw Pitt come in, and you should they probably should have won that game. This is another game where BC needs to win because Georgia Tech isn't very good. They're like 6-9. and nine. They have one really good scorer, Michael DeVoe, who I think could really cause some problems for Boston College. He's more of a guard than we saw with Michael Bigley um, last game. But Boston College, I mean, they got to start pulling some wins out because um, in a couple weeks they got Louisville, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, UNC, Pitt, Virginia, Syracuse, Duke, it's going to get the, the, the gauntlet's going to start really ramping up. So starting to get some wins here will be very big for Boston College because they can't fart around and lose these winnable games. So uh, we'll have to see how they do, and um, it's uh, a big game for them. Now in terms of 
um, I brought up Wake Forest coming up. Two games Boston College were scheduled to play, just got rescheduled, uh, but were canceled because of COVID, have been rescheduled. And I, I didn't put this up on the site because, you know, it, it was just a busy day yesterday. But Wake Forest game, that one that was canceled, is going to be moved to the January 24th on a Monday. It's a 6 p.m. start in Winston-Salem. So that's one you could check out. And then the uh, Florida State game that was also postponed has been moved to February 21st at 7 p.m. That one's at Conti Forum. Um, that one's later in the year, so you'll check that out. And then the Virginia game has been moved just to 8 p.m. They just changed the time of that game. That game is in Charlottesville. In our last segment, I'm going to dive into the end of the season, what we learned about Alabama, Georgia, and the state of the ACC. We'll chat all about that more in just a moment. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to update to and upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Again, head to netsuite.com slash locked for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked. Welcome back. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. I'm the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. For all of you that have been listening, we are a daily Boston College podcast. We do this five days a week, talk about everything Boston College related for news, notes, recruiting, transfer, coaching stuff, everything you want and in between. You get that here on Locked On Boston College in a nice 20 to 25 minute format. Gives you everything you need, gets you all notified and informed about Boston College sports. All right. So, we're going to kind of dive away from college, uh, Boston College sports for a moment to talk about the national championship because that was obviously the biggest news on Monday night as the Georgia Bulldogs defeated Alabama to win their first national title since 1980. Now, this game kind of showcased everything that is kind of wrong about college football. You had two blue bloods, probably with a combined like 60 to 75 star recruits on both teams battling out. And as a Boston College observer, it's like watching another sport, basically. I've heard a lot of people mentioning this, right? You have your teams that have this chance to make the playoffs, and then you have everybody else. And maybe you get the Cincinnati that sneaks in, or maybe you get the Michigan State that sneaks in and gets smushed. But in the end, it's always these blue buds, because the playoffs have gone on, and there's been six teams that have won, and every single one of them has been a blue blood, including Georgia. I mean, it was a fun game to watch. I'm telling you right now, that Georgia defense is something special. Jordan Davis is good. Uh, 95 Carter, um, 88. They all had. They had a. I mean, up and down that line. They had the Dean, their linebacker. Their secondary was amazing. Uh, Georgia had a defense, and the credit to Kirby Smart, their head coach, that was able to adjust from that embarrassment in the SEC championship game to get them ticking and going because they were all over Bryce Young in that game. Bryce Young made a few plays here and there, but, man, he was on his butt for most of that game. And that was all because of that Georgia defense and the, and the, the interception to end the game or to basically put it out of reach. 
that's a that's like a high that's going to be on highlight reels for years. Big game right, right there. But it, you know, it it the game itself just highlights where college football is at, right? Um and I think what I saw someone, I forget who it was, wrote that college football should have different levels of what a successful season should be. Something that like is the pinnacle of what you're going to get because if you're a Boston College fan right now, if your goal is to be national champions, I mean, yes, that's what you want and that's what you hope that they get to. But is that honestly realistic? I mean, it seems like it's kind of um, shooting for the clouds and you're just going to be miserable all the time. But a school like Boston College, a school like Wake Forest, to make a New Year's New Year's Six Bowl, to win the ACC, make ACC championship games, that's a... That's that is as successful for a school like Boston College, a school like Wake Forest, than making the the play winning the playoffs for is for Alabama, and for schools like and I we don't want to talk about them anymore. But ECU making a bowl game is that important to them? For UMass, it'll be the same thing. So I think it's just important to keep the right lens in terms of what levels of are of. Um, a success are for a season or success for a program because yes, we'd all love to see Boston college win a national championship, but I mean, just look at the recruiting, look at what Alabama and Georgia are doing. They're bringing in classes of 15 guys that would never come to Boston college and they do it four times. So the, you know, that I think is like, it's depressing because it's just the way sports are right now. But I, you know, I think you look at where Boston college could go um, if they get things right, if Halfley can turn a six and six team into a, a, a contender, as we talked about earlier, I mean, winning an ACC title is not out of the question. That's not um, that's not sky in the clouds. I mean, could they make a playoff game? That would be the biggest story in Boston College sport. That would that would probably overtake the Flutie stuff. I would say at this point, just putting that out there, right? Because the odds are so slim. You'd have to have, you'd basically have to run a perfect season, or have one loss and to make it in. Can Boston College go twelve and one with a with an ACC title win? I mean, I guess, but I don't know. I think a New Year's Six Bowl is what I think is going to be those levels of like this is where BC football can go to. And that's not bad because there's got to be like 50 teams at this point that are like that. I just mentioned Wake Forest. Wake Forest, Pitt, Syracuse, Virginia, uh, Virginia Tech might want to try to get for a playoff. Um, NC State. You know, there's a whole bunch of teams that are just at that level. It's those other teams, the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Alabamas, Georgia, LSU, Texas, USC, that have that next level. And that's okay. You know what? College football is fun. It's, that's all it's about, right? Having fun, watching some fun. And the Bama-Georgia game, even if you didn't have a, a dog in the fight, no pun intended, it was a fun game to watch, and it was good to see Bama lose. Um, and just as a last thought, I, I I I know Nick Saban gets a lot of crap, and but I kind of like him. I think he's he's a good guy. And I loved I, – I thought he was extremely gracious in defeat. You know, Kirby Smart's his his pupil – he went out there and he gave him a, like a like not like the like Bill Belichick uh, like you know I have to do this here's a hug bye 
this was a like sincere like congratulations like you did a great job and I thought that was just a great moment. I loved it. I had fun watching this game. You know, I love seeing Ugga the dog. <laughs> as, a, as a guy who wants a bulldog of his own, seeing him, that makes my day. Anyways, thank you all for listening. On tomorrow's show, we're going to recap the the Pittsburgh game. I mean, sorry, Pittsburgh, yeah. Georgia Tech game against Boston College men's basketball. We'll get into everything in between, and we'll talk about any new transfer portal news. This is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. You can follow the podcast at LockedOnBC. And we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.